Hello and welcome to Extraordinary Journeys. I'm Claire Herriot and I'd love you to join me as I discover how the decisions we make can lead to extraordinary life journeys. Welcome to episode two, from toast and jam to fish and eggs. Today I'll be chatting to my daughter, Jennifer Herriot, about her full fat foodie turnaround. Hello, thanks for having me on. As a good starting point, let's find out what kind of food you had growing up. Now, bearing in mind I'm your mum, so try not to point a finger, but what are the sort of favourite foods that you enjoyed when you were growing up? From the age of about five to 18, I would have cereal every single day for breakfast Mm. and things like shreddies, uh, cornflakes, that was seen as the healthier options and the the healthiest it gets was Weetabix, maybe even with a sprinkling of sugar on top of the Weetabix. Of course. (laughs) Delicious. And then as a treat, we would have golden nuggets or Cocoa Pops. And then for (laughs) lunch, it would be anything to... anything including bread, uh, sandwiches, toast. For dinner, it would be pasta, tuna pasta bake, lots of nice cheese, pasta with uh, tomato sauce. Uh, Or one of our favourites was sausage bean feast, which for those that don't know, it's baked beans with frankfurters that you get out of a (laughs) tin or a packet chopped up with some onions as well, all mixed together. And sometimes we'd put apple in there. Really? We did. Oh, that's probably why it was nice. That's interesting because when I hear about that, it's really it brings back lots of fond memories. There really isn't, I don't think, anything wrong with that. And I think it's good to bear in mind that when children are growing up, it is good they have a rounded diet and they do have fats of sorts. And actually those kind of foods that we had, like a lot, lot of food with mints as well, was the norm there wasn't any issue with that and my diet growing up was probably fairly similar but what's extraordinary about Jenny is that those sort of things she doesn't have anymore now she's not a child she is a grown-up so she doesn't need the same fats as she used to so if those were the kind of foods growing up give me give me a sort of a rough idea of what kind of foods that you would eat now on a daily basis what would be an average day for you for breakfast lunch and tea Now for breakfast, I actually am intermittent fasting, so I don't really have a breakfast or if I have a breakfast kind of meal, I will have that at about 12 or 1 o'clock and that consists of something with scrambled eggs, so scrambled eggs, Mm. smoked salmon or scrambled eggs with rockets and some celery sticks on the sides or I would have a oats-based breakfast, porridge, with banana and peanut butter Mm. Uh, or in the summer I'll go even more green and have a green smoothie with spinach kale celery wow cucumber but that that kind of stuff you can only really have in the summer because you don't want to wake up on a cold winter morning and have a green smoothie (laughs) I mean that diet sounds completely different but there's a few things to I just want to to bring up first of all you mentioned about intermittent fasting and that you have your breakfast sort of around one o'clock how do you cope with not eating until one o'clock and also what exactly is intermittent fasting Intermittent fasting is not eating for a period of time, whether that's eight hours, 16 hours. You can go really as long as you like, tailor it to your eating habits and your lifestyle. 
But I typically do mm. 16 hours fasting and then eight hour eating window, which means that I normally eat between the hours of 12, 12 p.m. midday and 8 p.m. Or it kind of, it varies. But it was actually my brother, Matt, you would know him. Oh, yes, I know him. Yes. <laughs> who told me about it. And he said that his friend, Kayo, who he went to school with, does it and swears by it and that your the process of feeling hungry yes. is actually a habit it's not feeling hungry isn't always sometimes it is because you need food but it's the hormones and the chemical in your body that makes you feel hungry so if you can get out of that habit in the morning then mm. i actually don't crave food in the morning at all now and if anything, if I were to have food anything any time before 12, I'd feel sick. I mean, that's the opposite of what I have grown up with, that mm. breakfast is breaking your fast. So you have it in the morning and, you know, you have porridge and it kind of takes you through to lunchtime. So this is quite a radical change in, in thinking um, whether it's right or not, I don't know. But and I'm sure there has been some research. So why would you choose to do that? For what benefit does it have on your body? So by fasting, it means that after about 14 hours of a fast, which includes overnight, your body starts to use the fat stored in your body for energy. Whereas okay. if, you're, if you eat breakfast, then your insulin levels go up and your body uses the uh, calories and the energy from food and you get a spike in sugar levels. Uh, a spike in energy levels but then obviously that depletes over time and it's not as sustainable uh, it gives you longevity it's really good for burning the fat in your body without depriving your muscles because as long as you're eating enough during your eating window from 12 till 8 mm -hmm. then you're still fueling your body with lots of food and things to sustain your muscles and build your muscles but then from the fasting hours of 14 to 16 yes. your body is burning the fat for energy and you act i find that i have a lot more energy in the yes. morning now mm -hmm. and i can exercise in the morning and i have a clearer mind you it gives you more time in the morning it's just i think i think it's it, brilliant so that that's quite a major change but something i've noticed with intermittent fasting with you is that you're constantly carrying your bottle around with you you <laughs> your pig bottle yes um is I've that got water it here. or is that wine what's in your bottle <laughs> it's water i definitely think that if if you're not eating you need to make sure that you're hydrated enough because you get lots of your water levels yes. from foods even though it, you probably won't think that there's much water in toast, but everything contributes. Has some water. And so how much would you say that you drink a day? How many litres of water, for example? On a really good day, I probably drink about four litres, but it could range between three and four litres. That's got to be good for you. That's not really a diet thing. That's, you know, that's probably just good advice, just plain good advice. <laughs> it, it helps to have a really nice water bottle, ideally with a straw that you can just so carry everywhere. That's the actual, uh, that's the excitement, isn't it? It's actually yes. the colour and the style of the water bottle, which is, which is quite sad, really. <laughs> um, so within your diet now, is there something specific that you've had to cut out for health reasons? 
Yes, I actually have IBS, or at least I'm self-diagnosed with IBS, (laughs) which is irritable bowel syndrome. And it means that certain foods trigger a response in my body Mm -hmm. uh, in many different ways, but I won't go into that. No, no, we don't need the details. (laughs) Uh, And it means that dairy, gluten, onions and garlic, uh, if you know about FODMAP foods, that's the list that I'm talking about, uh trigger either a response in my skin a response in bloating Mm. and especially when I've cut out dairy for the past few years my skin has really cleared up um and that's one of the main reasons why I eat the way that I do that's a I would say a second or a third major change is you actually cutting out things that you feel cause and have a negative effect on your body Mm. what are some of the things that I may not have heard of that has a positive effect on your body that things I, w- I wouldn't have had in my in fact I think I know what they are but things I've seen appear in my cupboard that I've never even heard of before <laughs> just enlighten us Jenny. So spirulina is a blue green algae which sounds disgusting yes. but it's a superfood powder that you can add to your smoothies your porridge any kind of foods or mix it with water and it's is really high in riboflavin and I think iron as well. But that it's known for having positive effects on your skin and really clearing that up and iron levels so you get less bags under your eyes. Mm. And it, because it's quite disgusting, I don't have it all the time. <laughs> but when I do, I really notice such a difference in the glow of my skin, as cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> Anything else other than spirulina? What other things are you having now that you perhaps didn't used to have? I I add chia seeds to everything. I think that's pretty normal, but I know that quite a lot of people still don't really use chia seeds. Mm. They're very high in fibre. I think they're high in protein as well. And they keep you fuller for longer. So I add them to porridge, smoothies, sprinkle on onto anything, sprinkle them onto avocado on toast... So, so I can see that you've made some positive changes that are doable for lots of people. But what I'd like to know is, what caused the change? Was it something you read, somebody you know, somebody that's maybe in media? What caused that initial change and when was that? I think it started when I went to university and I was able to actually cook for myself and figure out what do I actually want to eat rather than just being just eating what I've been given and it started off really badly I would have (laughs) microwavable rice with a drizzle of hoisin sauce I can't see anything wrong with that sounds good to me (laughs) and lots of lots of toast and frozen vegetables was as good as it gets but I started to research things back then and when I'd go to the supermarket, I would have a look down the health aisle and read the bits on the packet and then Google on my phone so mm. what what it means and whether it's good for me. And I did a lot of research behind foods and vitamins that improves my skin and improves my tummy troubles. And as, yeah, as a result of that, I started to incorporate that into my diet throughout uni and it made a big impact. I think that's really impressive. And I think as a parent, that's what you want. You know, you you want to uh, 
lead and teach your children in the hopes that when they become adults themselves, they make really good informed choices. And the fact that you took that initiative to think, what's good for me? What do I want to eat that's good for my body? I'm actually, I'm really proud that proud of you that you've done that is there anybody in the media that has particularly inspired you and why is that definitely I don't know if you've heard of Mimi Bouchard from Made in Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> hi it's me Mimi B she's actually just rebranded her podcast but she does a podcast funnily enough and it was all about her health and wellness journey her mindset people that inspires her and she really motivated me to change my life in a positive way obviously I'm not good every day but whenever I find that when I'm listening to her podcast regularly I'm on track Mm. so yeah her name's Mimi Bouchard if you want to go and check out her podcast and she's she's a very she comes across in a very positive way doesn't she definitely she's really into uh her meditations getting up at 5am she did a podcast ah. on her morning routine yes <laughs> I'm yet to wake up I used to wake up at 5am yes. for a few times during university and recently but it's hard to sustain that you're a bit of a, a nighttime owl aren't you I particularly at university you can't really get away from that but yes that's that's fair enough other than the change in your food habits have there been any other changes to your lifestyle Funnily enough, a really small change that I've found has really helped me is making my bed. And I know to many adults that seems like a basic habit that you just do. But before I went to university, it wasn't something I did every day. And because I had a very small dorm room in my first year, you have to make your bed because that is pretty much your whole room. Yes. And I found that if I make my bed and my room looks nice, then the rest of my day is so much more productive. Yes. And I feel cleaner and I feel like I've got my life together. Or We always say that, don't we? Um, today I need to just sort my sort life, my life out. out. Which basically just means tidy my room. <laughs> tidy does. my room, wash my hair. <laughs> yes, and then we're done. And I think half the battle for all of us is there's two things. First of all, it's so easy to get influenced by people around us. that, And it can actually discourage us if we think people are doing better than us or they're, they're a bit more um, sort of tuned in and energetic and eating well and sleeping well and so on but I think the whole thing is to actually understand ourselves and understand um, what makes us tick and what motivates us and I can see that you are you know very motivated and you know what works for you as you say like tidying your room getting up a good time washing your hair regularly (laughs) and so on Sometimes I feel a little bit intimidated when I see online somebody's perhaps that's very young, slim, energetic, looks like they have it all together. But quite honestly, life is pretty hard as you get older. You have experiences, you have struggles, whether that's physically, mentally, financially, and it can affect your feeling feeling good about yourself and your motivation. So is there anything that you would suggest to other people that aren't like you that could really help boost their mental state but also boost their morale well for me my reasoning behind it is something that I think everyone should get behind and incorporate into their life that you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be super fit super healthy but as long as the achievable things that work for you you can incorporate into your life is better than nothing Rather than thinking, oh, if I go out, I have to go on a 45-minute 5K run. 
you just think if I get out the house for five minutes, it's better than nothing. And you're Mm. one step towards a healthier life and a longer, happier life than you were before. I quite agree, Jenny. I mean, one of the things I've always said is small, achievable chunks. And sometimes it can feel quite overwhelming when somebody says, particularly food I hear a lot about food in my house from my both my children it can feel a bit overwhelming but when you break it down and you think well I'm just going to drink an extra glass of water in the morning or I'm going to like later today we're just going to think we're going to go out for a short walk even Mm. if it's for five minutes ten minutes because we know that'll do us good and actually being in during lockdown over the last year having Jenny and Matthew around both of them having quite strong views on eating and looking after yourself and sleeping well having just good lifestyle habits has had a positive impact I'd say on uh, myself and my husband the thing is people my age we've we've behaved a certain way for so many years it's quite hard to change but I would say it's been really good to be around you Jenny and it's been very inspirational in the media it's often comes across that it's just about the way you look But what would you say your motivation is for making these changes in your life? My motivation is definitely not to do with aesthetic and looking a certain way because personally that just won't get me out of bed in the morning because I think life is so much more than the way you look and your physique. And most of the time you're in clothes, especially in, in winter, you're covered in a tracky bottoms and a puffy coat anyway. So my motivation won't be having a six pack or whatever your ideal body (laughs) is. I would, my motivation is to live a longer, healthier life and to feel really good and energetic. And if you eat badly, then you don't have as much energy to tackle the day. You aren't able to go on a hike and not feel out of breath. My, Mm. My dream is to go to Australia and live there for a few months and be able to go on daily hikes, be one of those really fit Australian women who go, <laughs> who are nice and tanned, go on long walks along the beach and don't feel tired, feel strong and able to tackle anything. But tanned. But tanned, yeah. obviously, yes. <laughs> Unless you're pale skin like me. It's nothing about aesthetics. No, Jenny. Oh, no, no. But, but Unless it's tanned. Unless it's tanned. But we have fake tan in our house. That's fine. Ex- exactly. I think the feeling of being strong, energetic and happy is my main goal. And I think that should be for everyone else as well. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, Jenny. And I'm really glad that you've joined me today. It's been good to find out some of the small changes that you've made that actually have have created a really big impact on you and your on, on your energy and on your mental state as well and I think if we can all be encouraged just to try one thing uh, tomorrow or the next day to improve our own health but also our mental state as well that'd be fantastic so thank you Jenny thank you for having me